Hey, before we, uh, let's have a little bit of fun today. Before we go any further, man, we believe in a a culture of honor. We believe in a culture of celebrating individuals. So uh, the first group of people that I need to to celebrate and and to honor, none of this would have been possible without the foundation um, that they laid. And and I believe that with all of my heart. But if if you were a former SEU practicum student, would you please stand so that we can give you guys a round of applause? That means all of you guys stand up. There, there is so much. There, no, 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 stay standing. Don't even try to sit down. You, but, but here's the deal. There is so much foundation that you guys laid, all the hours that you put in, um, the, countless, the countless hours on the college. Eric, the countless hours that nobody saw you put in. Gary, the countless. I can go down, down the line. The countless hours that you guys put in laid the foundation for this to even be possible. And, and I'm, I'm sure that God's looking down at each and every single one of you and smiling, uh, saying, well done, my good and faithful servant, because you guys served like no one has ever served for Multiply Lake Norman. So can we give it up for these guys one more time? You guys may be seated. The, the second group that I need to, to celebrate um, and to honor, if you are a past staff member or spouse or family member, would you guys please stand so past staff members? Can we give it up for these guys as well? Hey, so m- many of you don't know this, but Philip, wor- worship wouldn't have been possible today without you guys laying the foundation. Like Alex, youth would not be, the youth in this room today wouldn't be here without the foundation that you laid. LaDonna and Mike and Victoria, none of the setup would have been possible without the foundation that you guys laid. So we just wanted to honor you and say thank you. So can we give it up for these guys one more time? And then one more group, one more group that I want to kind of mention. Um, if you were a part of our original launch team, our original launch team four years ago, would you guys please stand up in the room, all across the room? Go ahead and stand. Man, let's give it up for these guys. Jenna, you, baby, you're my wife. You got to stand. Like you, you got to stand up. Hey, y'all stay standing. Don't sit down yet. Don't sit down. You guys, girl, you stand up. Can, can y'all believe, like, can y'all believe we upgraded from the movie theater to, uh, to this? It, it, it's a little different. And, and for those of you who have been in the movie theater, this feels a little different, right? Can we give it up for these guys one more time? I want to give a special thank you to, to Liberty Prep as well. Um, we're going to do a school day in the fall, so we're going to have all the staff, all the teachers. Um, they're still all on vacation, so they didn't, you know, they wanted to stay on their uh, vacation before school started. But let me, let me tell you the God story of how of how this happened. So I made a phone call Monday, June 28th, about two and a half weeks ago. We were sitting in our staff meeting and and we started looking for spaces that that might be available for the church to be able to move into. Man, if you guys, I know many of you have been in the movie theater, you know the challenges that we had there. We're thankful for it. We're grateful for it. We were able to steward it well, but, but we were just running into some challenges. So we started praying and asking God, Lord, hey, listen, can you, can you please open up some doors, a, a few of them, so we can fit everybody in the same room? And, and, and so as a staff, we started Googling different schools, different locations, and we were calling about everyone that we could. So I said, hey, team, let's go back to the drawing block or, and let's figure out if there's a new space that, that might be available now that, that wasn't available a couple of weeks ago or a couple months ago. 
So Liberty Prep popped up, and, and we knew uh, the building had just been finished. I knew there was a gym, but I didn't know they had a theater. Like, I didn't know this space existed. But I called uh, a guy named Dan, and I said, hey, Dan, would you mind if, uh, if we come over and take a look at the space? We would love to potentially rent it from you if it's available. He said, sure, I'll give you a call tomorrow. Dan, if you're in the room, I don't know if you are, but you didn't call me back the next day. I had to call you on Wednesday. So I, I, called, I called Dan uh, on Wednesday, and I said, Dan, uh, I just wanted to follow up with our conversation on Monday. He goes, hey, I'm actually going to be at the school between 12 and 3 this afternoon if you want to swing by. This is about 9.30 in the morning. So the team was at the coffee shop, and I said, hey, guys, I don't care what you're doing today. Let's cancel everything. We're going over to this school at 12 o'clock, and let's, let's see if it works out. Paul, I need you to take a look at their media stuff, see if the, the gym is going to be hard to make it work for sound. I thought we were going to be in a gym. And Brittany, hey, let's see if we can get our, our, our teams in here to move. And, and, and Megan, will it work? Nicole, will it work? And we just talked through everything. And when we got here, I was making a beeline to the gym. I don't know if you noticed the gym where all the kids are. But I made a beeline to the gym, and Dan goes, hey, well, actually, we have a theater right here to the right if you want to check it out. Maybe you could do church in there instead. I will never, uh, never forget walking into this room because, Paul, I feel like all of us tried not to let our jaw hit the ground because like we, we walked in and we're like, are you, are you, are you serious? Like, you're not kidding. Like, we could have access, we could have access to this space. And so we started walking around, and every time I felt like I walked by Paul or walked by Brittany or walked by Megan and Dan wasn't around, they would whisper something along the lines of, what do we have to do to make this happen? I don't care what he says. Whatever we have to do, let's, just, let's make it happen. About 30 minutes goes by. We're standing in the lobby, and Dan goes, well, hey, what, what do we need to do to, to make this happen? And I say, well, it really just comes down to a price, you know, what you guys are going to charge us per week. And he gave us a price and did some math in my head uh, and said, man, I, I, think, I think we can make it work. He goes, great, well, do y'all want to start next week? I'm thinking, what? like, what in the world? Like, we need to, we need to announce this thing. So that Sunday, I call, actually, Philip, I remember calling you, hey, hey, bud, we're moving. Um, I need some help with some signs and, and some media and, and all this kind of stuff. So we announced it July the 4th. We loaded in July the 11th, which was last week. And this is our first service on July the 18th. So it's, it's phenomenal to see what God, how God moved and how quickly God moved. But, but more than that, um, uh, I know Brittany kind of mentioned this, like, excuse our dust. Like, we're, we're still figuring this thing out. So, man, the team has done a phenomenal job at getting this ready for today in a short two weeks. God's definitely up to something in, in Lake Norman. He's doing it through Liberty Prep. He's doing it through Multiply Church. And, and I don't know about you, but, man, I'm excited to be part of it. But, but to be part of it, we have to continue our series called Formed. We're stepping into week three, and let me remind you of our scripture, Jeremiah chapter 1. Or Jeremiah chapter 18, starting in verse 1, let me read it to you. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord, arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will let you hear my words. Let me pause for a second. I wasn't planning on saying this, but, but maybe, maybe some of us aren't hearing the words of God like Anna is, Brittany's daughter, because we're not willing to move. R- remember, remember the three things that, that Brittany said. Hey, do it today, and don't wait the two. Don't do it today. Don't wait till tomorrow. Maybe some of us need to start getting up out of our seats and, and start moving towards what God is calling us to do, and then maybe we'll hear the voice of God. So I went down to the potter's house, and there he was working at his will. And the vessel he was making of clay was spoiled in the potter's hands, and he reworked it into another vessel as it seemed good for the potter to do. You guys haven't been with us for a couple weeks. Let me catch you up. In week one, we talked about how clay was harvested. 
So to harvest clay, you literally dig the dirt and the raw material out of the ground, the dirt, the clay, the rocks, the sticks. You dig it all out of the ground, all this raw material, and you place it into a container, and then you add water to it. And for a moment, the clay is suspended on top. All the other raw material falls to the bottom because clay is a little lighter than the other raw material. So then the the clay is harvested off the top and it goes through these filtration processes until you have a block of clay. But at that point, the clay can't be used. It has to go through the wedging process, the folding and the pressing and the folding and the pressing. And we ask this question, do you really trust the process of preparation? Because the process of preparation isn't fun. The process of preparation in your, in your life isn't enjoyable. The folding and the pressing isn't enjoyable. It leaves us questioning, God, God, are you sure you got it right? God, God I thought you called me to, to this new job, but the folding and the pressing is hard. It doesn't feel comfortable. God, God, I told you, or I thought you told me that that we were going to expand our family, but we're dealing with infertility and and this folding and pressing. It doesn't feel comfortable. Why am I in this process? Why am I in this season? I I thought you told me that the relationship with my parents would would get better if I just put in time with them, if I just started calling them on a weekly basis or or on a daily basis. I, I thought that it was going to get better. But inevitably, we feel folded. And we feel pressed and we feel folded and we feel pressed. We have to understand the difference in the process of preparation. What we talked about in week one is there's a difference between questioning God and asking God questions. See, too often we question God. God, are you sure you got it right? God, are are you sure that you called me to to this job? God, God, are you sure? Because I feel like if I did it my way, maybe I would be a little more successful. God, God, if I did it my way, at least my family would be more secure. At least there would be a consistent paycheck coming in. God, God, if I just did it my way, opposed to flipping the script a bit and asking God questions. Well, God, if you close that door, God, could you show me the path that I'm supposed to walk on? God, if, that's, if that season is over, God, could you show me, could you show me the direction that, that I'm supposed to go? God, I understand it, it didn't didn't turn out like I thought it would turn out. Didn't last as long as I thought it would. But, but God, could, could you help me to step into the next season with grace? Could you help me to step into the next season with trust and with hope? God, could you help me to, to leave that past season and, and step into the, the newness that you have for me? There's a difference in questioning God and asking God questions. It's the folding and the pressing in life that makes you pliable. It's the folding and the pressing in life that that allows you to be formed. And then in week two, we discover that being pliable without being centered will cause you to be led by culture and your own ambitions opposed to being led by the word of God. See, when we're centered on the will, we begin to take shape. We begin to form into something. And remember what St. Augustine wrote. He, He wrote this, to be under pressure is inescapable. Pressure takes place in all the world through war, siege, and the worries of state. We all know men who grumble under these pressures and complain. They are cowards. They lack splendor. But there is another sort of man who is under the same pressure but does not complain. For it is the friction which polishes him. It is the pressure which refines and makes him noble. The pressures in life happen. The addictions happen. 
The, the, the fears happen, the failures happen, the bad business decisions happen, the empty bank account happens, feeling pressure is going to happen, but it's what we're centered on that matters, that it will allow us to be formed when the pressures of life begin to surround us. So as we step into week three, if I had to title this sermon something, it would be this, trust the process. Trust the process. Isaiah chapter 45 verse 9 says this, Woe to him who strives with him who formed him. Does the clay say to the potter, what are you making? Does the clay say to the potter, what are you making? Two key questions that I have to ask you today. The first one is this, who is forming you or what is forming you? Who is forming you or what is forming you? Are you, allowing, are you allowing the word of God to form you? Are you allowing what scripture says to form you? Or are you allowing the reflection of culture to form you? Are you allowing the reflection of the world to form you? Or do you trust in what God says? We're living in a culture where the clay is trying to define the potter. I'm going to preach some unpopular opinion for just a second. Because what I'm hearing in, in circles of of friends or of Christ followers is this. What I'm starting to hear are things along the lines of, well, well, the Bible doesn't really say Jesus is the only way. I'm starting to hear things like this. Jesus would have been more inclusive. I'm starting to hear things like God gave us free will for a reason. I'm starting to hear things like it's okay to love who you want to love because God is love. Unpopular opinion. The world sounds something like this. The world will say, be true to yourself. But Jesus says, be true to me in John 14, verse 15. The the world will say something along the lines of, hey, you just follow your heart. As long as you follow your heart, you're going to stay on the straight and narrow. But Jesus says the heart is wicked, so follow me. The the world will say something along the lines of believe in yourself. I heard that growing up all the time. I'm sure many of you did too. Hey, just believe in yourself. Believe in yourself and you'll, whatever you want to come to pass, just believe in yourself and it will happen. But John chapter 14, verse 1, Jesus says to believe in me. The world will say, discover yourself. The world will say to go on your journey, discover yourself, wherever your path takes you, that's okay. Whatever journey you're on, that, that, that's okay. But Matthew chapter 16 says to deny yourself. What are you looking towards? What are you centered on? Are you allowing the word of God to form you into his image? Or are we forming the word of God into our image? Who is forming you? The word of God or the reflection of culture? The, the next question that I have to ask you is this. What is forming you? What's forming you? What's fueling you? Is it culture? Is it the media? Is it circumstances? Is it popular opinion? Or is it the word of God? There's, there's one thing. Let me put it this way. Does anyone in the room have a sweet tooth? Where's my sweet tooth, people? The rest of you are lying. And, and if you... <laughs> where, where's my people that don't like chocolate and peanut butter? There's got to be some in the room. You're just weird. All right? Weirdos. <laughs> it's like, well, we know who's not going to be back next week. <laughs> it's, called, it's called them all weirdos. But, but my sweet tooth people, there's one, thing, there's one thing to look at a baked good. There's one thing to look at something that's sweet. There's another thing to taste it. 
Y'all ever like, I'll put it this way. Every time I go out to eat, it never fails. The individual that's serving the table, they always come with a question at the end. Would you like dessert? I always want to say yes. I can't name a time that I've ever said yes. But I always want to say yes. And as soon as I see it, like whatever the, the sweet thing is walking by my table, I, I want it even more. Right? There's one thing to see it, but there's another thing to taste it. I don't know why I just thought about this, but anybody ever have like, those um, chocolate chip skillet cookies? Like, are they really that good? Man, I, babe, we need to... We need, to make, we need to make some of those. But, but there's, an entirely, there's an entirely different appreciation if you actually make the baked goods. Many of you know that I'm married to a baker. And if you've ever had her stuff, I get this all the time. Why aren't you 500 pounds? I work out to eat her baked goods. I don't work out to look good. Like, <laughs> I work out so I can eat my wife's baked goods. But, but ask Jenna. You have a new appreciation for, for making things. Ask Yasmin. Ask, ask Darius, ask Emily. You have a new appreciation. Why did I name those? Because they all bake together. Like they have a new appreciation for baking things and for sweets when you actually make them. Uh, until you've cut all the butter for a Pop-Tart and your hand has cramped, Darius, <laughs> from cutting all the butter from, from the Pop-Tart. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, until you've mixed all the ingredients together, until you've separated the batches, until you've made all of the fillings, until you've scooped by hand every single Pop-Tart by hand. I can't stress that enough. By hand. And then laid the top layer of the Pop-Tart and then sealed it with a fork all the way around until you've baked them off and let them cool. Until you've made all the frosting and then frosted all the Pop-Tarts and let it cool again so that you can get to the worst part of all, packaging them. Like until, until you've done that entire process, until you've done it, you don't have a full appreciation for the Pop-Tart or a full appreciation for the bait. Good. The same thing goes with Scripture. Listen, I can throw some, I can throw some Scriptures on a screen I can give you some illustrations. I can give you some analogies. But, but until, until you open it up, until you read it for yourself, until you dive into it, until you spend time with Jesus in his word, you will never have a full appreciation for the word of God. One of the most important things that I can do as a pastor as your pastor, is it, is it just to get the team together on a Sunday morning to play some good worship music and, and for us to high five each other and to see each other? The most important thing that I can do as your pastor is to get you to learn and to read the word of God for yourself. I'm not up here to spoon feed you on a Sunday morning. Listen, I, I, I'm not called just to spoon feed you for you to get full on a Sunday morning. I'm called to challenge you to step into this thing for yourself, to read this thing for yourself. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 says this, Trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Why do we turn to the left and to the right when we listen to culture? Because we lean on our own understanding opposed to leaning on the word of God. In all your ways, acknowledge him. You can't fully acknowledge God until you spend time with God. I'm going to pause right there. That was pretty impressive what Paul just did, right? Like just scoot it up. Give it up for Paul one time. 
Hey, listen, if y'all have never been to this church before, like, we just like to have fun, all right? Paul tore his Achilles about, what, six weeks ago? He's making it happen, making it happen on a Sunday morning. That's his wife, if you can't tell. But, but you, can't, you can't fully experience who Jesus is without spending time with him in his word. So let me reread this for us. Jeremiah chapter 18. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord, arise and go down to the potter's house and there you will hear my words. He had to spend time in the potter's house. He had to spend time with the potter to hear the words. So I went down to the potter's house and there he was working at his will and the vessel he was making of clay was spoiled in the potter's hands and he reworked it into another vessel and it seemed good for the potter to do. Then the word of the Lord came to me, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter has done, declares the Lord. Behold, like the clay in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand. What are you letting form you? Is it the word of God? Or, or is it the reflection of the mirror? Because if it's the reflection of the mirror, then what will happen is, we'll look at the reflection of culture. We'll look at the reflection of social media. And we'll look at the reflection of Reddit and blog posts. And we'll, we'll look at the reflection of popular opinion. Then we get a little closer to it. And, and then we start getting comfortable looking at the reflection. But, but when inevitably what happens is we get so comfortable that, that we sit in front of it. And what will happen is we start looking at the reflection of our own self-doubt. We start looking at the reflection of our own fear and our own failure. And I start seeing people behind me that, that I recognize and, and I, wonder, I wonder if they're judging me. So, so then, then their reflection begins to pour into me and, and my eyes are off the word of God. My, my eyes are off of what, what Jesus is telling me and I begin to focus on everything else around me. I, I, I begin to, to worry how many people can actually see me. I, I begin to wonder. I, I, wa I wonder. wonder what, I wonder what Mike's thinking about me. Mike, don't tell me. Around other people anyway. I wonder what, I wonder what Mackenzie's thinking about me. Well, there's a lady that I don't know. Ooh, I wonder what she's thinking about me. Well, Darren's back there on the camera and he, he's recording this. So, man, I wonder, what, I wonder what he's thinking because if he doesn't, oh man, if he doesn't like it. And, and I get off, I get off the word of God. Just for a second, can we act like we, can we, can we stop acting like we don't do it? Because, I, I mean, I do. I'm a pastor. And I do it. I get on social media. I know some of you have heard Pastor Doug say something along the lines of this. Well, well I've done it too. We'll have a great Sunday. And what will happen? I'll get on social media later. And, and my buddies are at different churches. And they're doing really cool things today. And, man, they transformed their entire lobby. And it looks really cool. And, and ours didn't look like that. And, man, I begin to look at the reflection of what other people are doing opposed to listening to the word of God. You start trying to impress that boss for that promotion. You, you start trying to impress that boyfriend or that girlfriend because you want them to say, I love you. Are you letting the word of God form you or are you, or are you letting the reflection of other things 
transform you. We're not just going to talk about it. We're going to be about it. Pastor, what, what do you mean? Every single one of you, when you walked in, there was a, a journal in your chair. So go ahead and grab those journals. If you don't have one, we'll make sure we get you one. Also, go ahead and pull out your phones for me. Pull out your phones. If you haven't downloaded the, the Multiply Family of Churches app, man, make sure you download that app. You can go to Google Play or you can go to uh, the Apple Store. Download the Multiply Family of Churches app. Select the Lake Norman location. And what we have for our entire church is a 30-day Bible reading plan. And, and it goes through this process. The acronym is called SOAP, S-O-A-P, Scripture, Observation, Application, and Prayer. And once you download the app, all the information is there. But for the next 30 days, we're going to walk through the book of James. We're going to look at this SOAP method. We're going to read Scripture together as a family. And then we're going to journal about what we observed in that Scripture. Then you're going to journal about, man, the, the application. How does it apply to your life? How does it apply to the season that you're in? And then you're going to begin to write out a prayer. God, help this to inform me. Help this to impact me. God, help me to live this out. You're not, you're not giving me 30 days. You're not giving Multiply Church 30 days. You're committing to spend 30 days with the creator of the universe. Don't do it for me. Do it, do it for yourself. What if God actually spoke to you in the next 30 days? What if you actually heard from God? An eight-year-old heard from God. What if you actually heard from God? I think some of us are scared of what God will say sometimes. We're not going to talk about it. We're going to be about it. This is a reforming process, a reformation process. Pastor, where do you get that? Look at Jeremiah chapter 18, verse 4. And the vessel he was making of clay was spoiled in the potter's hands. Some of our lives, we feel like it's been spoiled. So, some of our lives, some of our past, we feel like, ah, I just, I don't know. If I spent too much time with God, maybe he would see me for who I really am. He already knows who you really are. So, so, so what if, what if over the next 30 days, God begins to reform you? Scripture says, and he reworked it into another vessel as it seemed good for the potter to do. Maybe God will reform you over the next 30 days with every head bowed and every eye closed what if we need to change our patterns and change our habits listen we can move into a new location we can have a, a new facility but the main thing will always be the main thing and that's spending time with Jesus that's spending time in the word of God so as the band begins to play all across this room if you're willing to commit not to me but to God for the next 30 days begin to stand and sing as we step back into worship